responsibly through verse uh, 25. Jeremiah 17, verse 19. And we'll read through verse 25. And shall we stand please for the reading of God's word. Jeremiah 17, and verse 19. Thus said the Lord unto me, Go and stand in the gate of the children of the people, whereby the kings of Judah come in, and by the which they go out, and in all the gates of Jerusalem. And say unto them, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye kings of Judah, and all Judah, and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, that enter in by these gates. Thus saith the Lord, Take heed to yourselves, and bear no burden on the Sabbath day, nor bring it in by the gates of Jerusalem. Neither carry forth the burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day. Neither do ye any work, but hallow ye the Sabbath day, as I commanded your fathers. But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their necks stiff, that they might not hear, nor receive instruction. And it shall come to pass, if ye diligently hearken unto me, saith the Lord, to bring in no burden through the gates of this city on the Sabbath day, but hallow the Sabbath day, to do no work therein. Then shall there enter into the gates of this city kings and princes, sitting upon the throne of David, riding in chariots and on horses, they and their princes, the men of Judah, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and this city shall remain forever. So uh, look at verse 22. This is the text and the title. Hallow ye the Sabbath day. Hallow ye the Sabbath day. And let's pray. Father, we pray that you bless the message. Pray that no one would be confused on the doctrine or the dispensationalism. That we'd understand the principle of rest. We pray that you would do a great work in our hearts, even for those of us who believe this and have already settled it and established it, that we could reaffirm it and we could uh, examine ourselves whether we be in the faith. We pray that we can be more diligent and do more honor to the day of rest. We yield your spirit that he would do all the work and reveal these things to us, and that he'd empower us to preach and hear the word. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And you may be seated. Hallow ye the Sabbath day. Uh, we know that we're not under the law, first of all. We're saved by grace through faith. We're in the dispensation of grace. But this is a principle to live by, and I want to remind you of this, and I need to remind myself from time to time. It will seem old-fashioned to some. Uh, I really don't care. You can take it or leave it. I know the truth. And it seems out of date, and uh, I'll give you some ammo to use if you're looking for something to criticize or uh, reject the old-timey ways. But I like what Brother Roloff said, help yourself. Or what, you know, it, it, no skin off my nose won't bother me a bit, uh, but I know what I'm saying is right. I know what I'm saying is true. And 
we need to get back to hallowing the, the day of rest. Not under the law, the Sabbath, and we'll talk about this. We now are here on the Lord's Day, first day of the week, and it's all based on dispensational truth. And once again, we're not under the law. We're not telling you to keep the law. We're not saying if you disobey the uh, principle of this that you're going to lose your salvation, anything like that. What we're talking about is this uh, principle that applies to every dispensation of honoring the Lord's day and having a true time of rest in your life daily, but also then weekly with the day of the Lord because the creation was based upon the great sabbatical week. The day is with the Lord a thousand years. A thousand years there is a day. And then the, uh, the actual week itself in the first day being the Lord's day. So in this context of Jeremiah, this is the certain doom, coming judgment. Why is this going to happen? Because Israel has sinned wickedly. God had sent the prophets. They had mocked the prophets, ridiculed the prophets, arrested the prophets, persecuted God's men, and even put them to death. Jeremiah now has been sent by God, the weeping prophet, who would soon lament over the utter destruction of Israel. They had stiffened their necks, hardened their hearts, rebelled against God's word. The judgment had been pronounced. It was soon to come. Babylon under King Nebuchadnezzar, God called him his servant to judge Israel, would invade three times, beginning in 686 B.C., wreak havoc on God's land and God's people, utter destruction, all the buildings would be destroyed, the homes, the mighty edifices, even the temple of God. Death would come, the army would die, men, women, and children would be put to the sword, uh, pestilence would strike the land, they would die of uh, the famine. It says that it would get so bad that women would eat their own children. Is what really happened. That a cab of dove's dung would be sold for 20 pieces of silver and the people were starving to death and would do anything they could, even cannibalize their own children to try to survive. The women would be ravished. The treasures would be stolen. The temple sacked. All the treasures of the king's house and the Lord's house would be taken away to Babylon. The walls would be broken down. The gates burned by fire. And many of the people who had not run down to Egypt or uh, obeyed the word of God, he said, I set before you the way of life and the way of death. They would be taken captive for 70 long years. Now, the Bible tells us why this would happen. The sins that they committed, which would make God so angry that he would pour out his wrath, that all these things would befall 
the people of God Israel. First of all, they were into idolatry. They were serving false gods. Secondly, they were taking advantage of the fatherless, the orphans, and the widows. Next, they were taking advantage of the poor. And this is what America is doing. Uh, there's a certain political party, you may not realize it, this is all their plan, taking advantage of the fatherless, the orphans, the widows, and the poor, claiming to do the opposite, that anybody with any common sense knows what's going on. They had stolen the tithe. They had sacrificed their children to Moloch, burned them in the fire. America has made abortion legal. Millions and millions of babies have been sacrificed to Moloch. We're right there today. Same play, just different actors. History repeats itself. The Sodomites are now in the land. All these things are happening. And the Lord rebuked the communists and the Marxists and the socialists and the Antichrist that's out there right now. But then the last thing we want to talk about, this whole judgment, is because the Sabbath was profaned. They had disrespected God's Sabbath. They had violated God's Sabbath. And they were commanded to hallow it. Now that word... Hallow. And by the way, this is in three places in Jeremiah 17. Hallow ye the Sabbath day. This means to pronounce it and to magnify it and to make it clean. And it means to observe it. Why would God bring the Babylonian army? Because they were violating the Sabbath day. Now, how do you hallow something? You set it aside. You give it its rightful place. You respect it. You honor it. So, as we've often said, Old Testament, New Testament, concealed. New Testament, Old Testament, revealed. Vice versa. You cannot know one without the other. You have to know the law to understand the spiritual principles. But I can truly say this. I fully believe it. It's all throughout the Word of God. No one will ever get right with God without the Sabbath. And no one will ever stay right with God without the Sabbath. And no one is assured of the blessings of God on their life without the observance of the Sabbath. And you can mark it down. Judgment's coming if you violate the principle of the Sabbath. This is why the world has attacked the Lord's day. This is why the average Christian takes it very casually. It's a plaything. They can show up if they feel like it. Whatever the situation is, they'll work. They'll do their catch-up time. They'll skip Sunday night. They'll start laying out on Sunday school. Then you won't see them anymore uh, Wednesday night. Profaning the Sabbath. Now, I asked you, don't fall asleep, don't daydream, don't, don't listen for a while, drift off for a while. Uh, listen all the way through. Why is sin on the rise? Why are the heathen taken over before our very eyes? Why is society in a state of total degradation? Mm -hmm. 
Why has the fear of God been lost? The main reason, not out there in the world, it's because God's people right. are not hallowing the Sabbath day. That's right. If God's people would get right, not the heathen, God's people, Amen. and hallow the Sabbath day, God could turn this thing around. We are the salt of the earth and the light of the world. But if the salt loses its savor, basically good for nothing. Just cast out to be trodden under foot of men. Why would the wall of Jerusalem soon be surrounded? The gates burned by fire. Here's the reason. And this is all in the chapter. I'd ask that you read this later, not right now. Please listen very carefully. God says, on the Sabbath day, bear no burdens through the gates of the city. He says, I don't want any commerce. I don't want any movement of goods. You've got to leave the gates shut on the Sabbath day. And there were porters assigned, gatekeepers, to make sure the gates were locked and so that the goods could not be transported out and in because the heathen would camp around the city and they would have goods and they'd want to trade and barter and buy and sell and they'd say you bring your goods out and we'll look at them we'll bring our goods in we'll make trades we will barter and God said don't you do it on the Sabbath day Amen. secondly they couldn't carry them forth out of their own house so you had the, the door of their house. They couldn't bring the goods in and out of their house. And then they couldn't bring the goods in and out of the city wall through the gates. And then thirdly, they could do no work therein. Now, you say that's the law. Yes, it was. Praise the Lord. We are not under the curse of the law. We don't have to follow the law. But there is a principle of rest. There is a principle that one of the seven days is God's day, and you're to hallow that day, and you're supposed to follow the principles that God has intended. Amen. And so this is where we're at. They mock it. They belittle it. They ridicule those who try to honor the Lord's day. They neglect the Lord's day. They reject it. They rebel against it. They have done everything they can to make the Lord's day just any other day of the week. That's right. And see, some of the young people don't even know what I'm talking about. You were born into America after they tried to kill the Lord's day. Uh -huh. right. When I was a kid, they had blue laws. How many of you remember that? Boy, I'm, I'm not the only one. Blue laws, they would blue tag merchandise. You couldn't buy it. Did you know you couldn't buy toys on the Lord's Day? Did you get that? You could not buy toys on the Lord's Day. I remember, I never forgot it. One time my dad took me, we were somewhere, I don't remember, Tom Thumb or Piggly Wiggly or one of Skaggs Albertsons up there in Dallas. And, he, and we walked in, and I wanted something goofy, you know, like a yo-yo, or I don't remember what. And it had a blue sticker. I said, Dad, will you buy that? He said, well, even if... I said, no. Uh, he said, but even if I wanted to, I couldn't. Can't buy that on Sunday. That's blue law. And I never forgot that. And 
you know, you may think it's kind of funny, and I fail all the time, but I try to live by what Brother Roloff said. Now, I've, I'll be honest. You know, I, I bought gas on Sunday. You know, you know the old preachers wouldn't buy gas on Sunday? That's right. They would go to bed, they'd get up, and they'd say, oh, i got to buy gas to go to church. They would, they would go on Saturday night, get gas, because they didn't want to... Um, buy it on Sunday. You know, and, and I've ended eating on Sunday and I regret it. I don't like it. And people get, you think, what's the big deal? I don't want to go somewhere where somebody else has to work to serve me on the Lord's Day when they ought to be in church. And you say, what's the big deal? It's a big deal. Now, do you have to keep the law? We're not under the law. It's a principle, and let every man be persuaded in his own mind, but to him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is what? Sin. I've tried to do it. You know, I don't I don't do housework. I would never mow my yard on Sunday. I would never dust or do any or uh, weed eat or paint the house on on the Lord. I, I, you say, well, what do you do there? I do a lot of nothing. Uh, I'm already lazy. It's my day where I can justify how lazy I am. Now, there's a principle, you know, if your ox is in a ditch, ditch, get him out. If you're providentially entered, there's certain things you have to do. But the goal should be hallowed, respected. It's set aside for one thing. I, I try. I don't do emails on Sunday. It's stupid. It's the Lord's Day. You don't need to be doing all your social whatever that trash is on the Lord's Day. You don't need to check your email, surf the internet, goof off in the world. It's the Lord's Day. You say, why are we in this mess we're in? Where's everybody at? Why are the churches lying waste? You can't got to beg people to come and the football stadiums are packed. You don't know why Satan made Sunday the NFL day? Study it. Look at the shield in the NFL on the Lord's day when they ought to be in church. Gambling. Partying. This is where we're at. And people mock you. Yeah. Baptists mock you. That's right. Independent Baptists mock you if you try to honor the Lord's Day. They think it's you're backward and untaught and ignorant, like they say in, in Oklahoma. But what was this all about? Buying and selling and labor. Can't go out of the city gates. And you can't go out of your house taking your goods and you can't bring it in. Now, it's between you and God, you can take it as far as you want. You know, we all have to do things, I know that. We have to survive. But then it says you couldn't do labor. What's the reason? Because, number one, you're disobeying God. Well, that's a deep truth. Number two, it steals your heart from the Lord because it's His day. Now, next... It disrespects Him in the creation of who He is. And if God needed a day of rest, so do you. He did all of His labor in six days. All of it. And He says, you do all thy labor. Now, I believe this. 
you'll get more done in the other six if you'll respect the Lord's day. You say, but I had to take care of this. No, you, you will do less in the other six when you do not hallow the Lord's day. You will. You'll get more done. You'll be more effective, more productive, more fruitful. You'll have more strength if you honor the Lord. And then it overcharges your heart. We talked about that recently. Why? You're too worried about buying and selling something. You're too worried about acquisition. And you're too worried about something you're trying to do through your own labor when you're supposed to cease from your own works and rest in His works. Amen. So, Amen. once again, and I'll talk about this if we have time. Uh, we're not under the law. Yeah. You're not under the Sabbath. And the Sabbath is the last day of the week, which is Saturday. We go to church on the first day of the week. It's the Lord's Day because Jesus rose from the dead on the first day of the week. Mm -hmm. So, we're not under the law. Just make a few passing statements as an overview. The law is not independent from the New Testament. It's not over. Paul said the law is good, it is holy. That's right. Read it and weep. Paulinian theology, right. Romans chapter 7. Right. <coughs> Number two, the law reveals God to man. The law came by who? Moses, grace and truth, by Jesus Christ. If you ever will know God, you've got to know the law. Next, the law contains and it is necessitated by the nature and the morality of God. The law reveals who God is. And you know, I had a church member, I've told you this before, he said that the law was silly and God just made up a, a lot of real weird rules so Israel would be weirdos. And we're, we're not under that. I said, no, it reveals who God is. Dude, God doesn't make up strange regulations so you'll be looked at as a weirdo it basically he was saying god's a weirdo yeah. and he's gone into eternity i wouldn't want to face god over saying that the law is good and it is holy the law though brings sin and death and it brings a curse so praise the lord we're not under that we're saved by grace through faith so, through the finished work of Christ on Calvary. So we talked about this, I think Brother James did recently. Uh, the law is a schoolmaster to bring us to Christ. The, the purpose of the law is to show you you can't keep it. That's the whole purpose. Nobody can keep the law. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Nobody can keep it. But that doesn't mean you don't try. You know, well, I can't keep it, so I just, I quit. So, in principle, the law now is done away with, according to Colossians. He nailed the handwriting of the ordinances that were against us to the cross. But now, we are under the New Testament, which is the Lord's Day, which is the first day of the week which is just as special, just in a different way, 
in a different dispensation and in principle it is God's day it is to be holy sanctified consecrated and you're to set it up in your own mind and your heart and you're to respect it and you're to honor it you're to hallow it so to speak so why are we in apostasy there it goes again why are we in apostasy the falling away. Because yeah. God's people fell away from the Lord's day. That's right. They did. That's right. They're, they're down at the, the river. They're barbecuing. They're mowing their yard. They're at the beach. They're at the lake. They're sleeping late. They're watching that stupid one-eyed cyclops, the television. They're stuffing their mouth. They're laying on the couch. They're changing the oil in the truck. They're painting the house. They're plowing the farm field. They're driving in a truck, whatever it is, they're doing everything but what they're supposed to be doing. Which is what? Resting in the finished work of Christ. Who would want to work on the Lord's day? I'm resting in what God did for me. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to do, I don't have to earn it. I don't have to buy it. I don't have to work for it. It's a gift he did it all, and if God needed a day of rest, how much more much do we need a day of rest? Mm -hmm. And if you're lazy, here's your excuse. Hey, I'm not, I'm not edging. I'm not weed eating today. This is the Lord's day, man. So think about it. This is where we're at. They're out shopping. They're selling. They're stressed out, they're careful, they're anxious, their heart is overcharged. And when you think about it, the overworking, you see, you can only handle so much. You get six days to do all that. Six. And God gets a day of rest. And when you try to steal it, it's just like stealing the tithe, which you're a God robber, which it already belongs to God. And if you'll tithe with 10% of your gross income, you'll do better on the 90% than if you stole 10 and you try to spend the 100%. God's going to get it one way or another. That's right. And you don't like it, that's tough. Amen. Something's going to happen. So, why is it that most people can't handle this? Because they can't handle the truth. They can't handle God. They don't rest in the finished work of God. And when you violate, like Brother James, I was talking about in Fourth Church, he said the priest had to work and work hard on the Sabbath. You know, the people serving God, Jesus plainly said, Come unto me, all you that labor and heavy laden, I'll give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Go to work for, spiritually. Amen in the ministry but not your house not your car not your furniture not your clothes not your carpet yeah. not your life not your possessions it's all for him Amen. so it's a picture of the finished work of god Good. it is a picture of the finished work of christ for our salvation and God's work in the creation of the heavens and the earth. But it's a principle for a day of rest. And so, do you rest in Christ? Be still and know 
that I am God. You know, I, I do a whole bunch of nothing. Uh, you know, I do a lot, but I mean, I do a lot of thinking, praying, meditating, studying, but I'm not going to go out there and you're not going to catch me for a second doing physical labor. You say, why? Because I don't think it's right. Yeah. Now, can you do it? Yeah. You won't go to hell. You won't lose your salvation. But you're violating the principle. And it's between you and God and your own conscience. Yeah. And I learned this a long time ago. I've tried to follow it. And people make fun of you. He won't go out and eat on Sunday. Yeah. Well, go eat all you want to. Why are you mad at me? Yeah. I'm not mad at you. You do what you want. Yeah. First thing, I don't want to see the Episcopalian, the Methodist yeah. in there. Yeah. I don't want to see it. Man, it's quiet in here. Uh, so, just a real quick overview. What was it? Sabbath is the seventh day of the week, the last. So you have great sabbatical week, which God worked six, rested the seventh. And then you have seven times seven is... 49 plus 1 is 50. The Jubilee, you have the day of Pentecost, which relates to the number 50, and the church begin. And the word means intermission, or it means to desist from exertion. Alright? So even if you're preaching, you're not supposed to exert yourself with hard studies. It's a much study is awareness of the flesh. I just sit there and let stuff come. And when it comes, I write it down. I'm not going to sit there and focus and, boy, I am lazy. Uh, I'm talking about on Sunday afternoon. I'm not going to go home on Sunday afternoon and some, do some real critical, technical, hard Bible study. I, I just don't do it. It comes. I don't know. Some of you say, not much has been coming lately. Then it just comes. I'm not going to sit there and, I have to study, not me. Not on Sunday. Some of you say you don't ever study. I can tell. So it means to desist from exertion. Don't exert yourself. So what were the restrictions? No work. They couldn't cook. They couldn't build a fire. Boy, women ought to like that. Couldn't build, couldn't barbecue. Oh, look out. Start your fire pit Saturday night and hope it don't. No. We're not under the law. We're not under the law. No buying or selling. And there was a distance called a Sabbath day's journey. They could only, did you know you're really only supposed to travel from your house to the church and back? That's really your Sabbath day's journey. If you believe the principle. So, it was a testimony of the world. You identify with the God of Israel and you remember His salvation. And the punishment was death. Now, seems pretty harsh and pretty cruel. Why would the guy caught picking up firewood be stoned to death? Because, remember, it's a picture of the finished work of God. If Jesus Christ is good enough, and He is, if He died into sin once, but ever liveth unto God, 
You are not supposed to add to that and try to help him out. You're not supposed to be religious or ceremonial or go through sacraments or try to add to. It's Jesus Christ plus nothing, minus nothing. So that guy got caught picking up firewood. They stoned him. Why? Because it's a, it's a lesson for us. Jesus Christ is all in all. He's all I need. He's all you need. So, the Sabbath's done away with, according to Colossians 2.16. The ordinances. So an ordinance is a time appointed by the law in which you have to do certain things on schedule. So the Sabbath is done away with. But we have the principle of uh, the Lord's Day, and you can believe it or not, but America was a lot greater country when God's people honored the Lord's Day. And America was great and spiritual when God's people honored the Lord's Day. So, think about this. The pre-service, Christ taught always went to the synagogue as his custom was Paul taught on the Sabbath day and the Lord's day and the reason is all of us need to take time and rest now I know what some people say man I love this sermon I love this truth I'm just going to rest all the time <laughs> uh, now you six days chopped all up six you rest one so when you think about this the law then is the schoolmaster to bring us to Christ to teach us all these things <clears throat> so that we can come to a full understanding of enlightenment in the inner man of what who God is what God has done for us, that Christ is all in all, and that we need a day of rest. Now, I know if, if people will misunderstand, they'll false accuse, they'll belittle, they'll mock, but just let them boil away. Do whatever you will. It doesn't bother me. I know I need a day of rest. You know, I, I need to be here today. You need to be here today. The people who aren't here, they're missing out. Right. Say, so what's the big deal? It's so big, it's the principle of the Sabbath. The principle that is life-changing. It will save your soul. It will change your life. From the time I've been saved, we all fall short, but... You know, I've tried to honor the Lord's day. Well, when I get up Sunday morning, that's all that matters to me. This is the Lord's day. This is it. It's all about Him. I'm thinking, what's my Sunday go to meeting clothes? I'm thinking, have I worn that tie lately? What's the tie I can wear that will glorify God the most? It's all about Him. Are my shoes shined? Are my Sunday go to meeting shoes shined? It's all about Him. It's not about, oh, I gotta mow the yard, or I gotta feed the dog, or I feed your animals, I realize that. But you know, do I need to bathe the pets? Whatever. No, it's all about him. And from the time I get up till Sunday night, church is over. That's it for me. And I'm telling you, 
if you hallow the Lord's day, God will honor that. He will honor that in your life. He will do things for you He would not have done. You will see miracles that you would not have seen. That's right. And you will get more done the other six days than you would have not gotten done. Now, you know, sometimes you have to run to the store. I know. We're not under the law. You know, so don't, so the old Pharisees out there, I saw them going into Walmart on Sunday. You can go to Walmart all day. I mean, we're not under the law. That has been, I saw them in Whataburger drive through and it was a Sunday. And probably we're all headed there right now. But this is 4th of July and I forgot the bluebell vanilla ice cream. You know, or whatever. It's not for you to judge somebody else. It's for you to decide what do you believe about it. It's a principle. You do your best. And really, it's all about, and I'm through, in your mind, do you hallow it? Do you set it up as a special day? Do you set it up in top priority of all the other days of the week? This is the Lord's day. Now, well, all, you know, if you get a flat tire, you change it. It's the, we're not under the law, but you don't misprioritize. It's just some other day, because it's not. It's not. This is the Lord's day. Amen. So it's the principle of the Sabbath. We're not under the Sabbath. We know that according to dispensational truth. You rightly divide it. We're saved by grace through faith, but... All of us need to remember and reaffirm, have a refreshing revival, a renewing of, of putting God's day where Amen. it belongs. Amen. Now, just don't judge, but think about it. And I'm through. The people who don't, how spiritual are they? Not very at all. I said that nicely. Not very at all. They're not. Pop in and out, take it or leave it, hit or miss, no big deal. I'm busy. I've got something to do. The new one is, I'm good. No, you're not. You're not good at all. There's none that doeth good, no, not one. And then look at the people who get up in the morning and say, well, I'm going to honor the Lord. This is the Lord's day. And I'm not going to do much. I'm not going to do, I'm going to do as little as possible in physical exertion. I will not exert myself and I will focus on the things of God, living by faith, thinking on things eternal, honoring Him. And when you teach your kids that, you remember in the old days, put your brother off, say, put your BB gun up, this is the Lord's day. You're not playing outside, this is the Lord's day. This isn't a regular day. What do you think you're doing? This is the Lord's day. But boy, people don't like that. They want freedom to sin. They won't even give God the one day which He deserves it all. Alright, let's bow our heads, close our eyes.
And once you think about it, I, don't, I hope that no one is confused doctrinally. If you have any questions, let us know. Once again, we're not under the law. It's a principle. But all of us could get back to the old-time religion, the old black book, Thus saith the Lord, you must be born again. Honor the Lord's Day. You know, and I can think in my life, there's some things I could do better to honor the Lord's Day. There's some things you could do better to honor the Lord's Day. All of us could do better. It's not that important unless it's a total emergency. You have to set up appointments and do other things on God's day. This is God's day. So let every man be convinced in his own mind. To him that doeth the good knoweth to do good and doeth it not to him it is sin. Alright. How many of you say God spoke to you in some way about something? You'd acknowledge that and you'd slip your hand up. Amen? Alright. Thank you for that. I'm going to pray. Father, we pray for our people that we'd be more spiritual. We give thee the honor that is due unto thy name. We put your day first, your house. We see the importance of it and that we would hallow the Sabbath knowing we're not under it, but that we would honor the Lord's day. Help us. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's all stand. If you need to come pray, we invite you to do so. If you would like to make a commitment to the Lord
And also, they're looking for a place to live. Please pray for them. And then remember tonight's, uh, we're going to have a patriotic ice cream social. That sounds good. And uh, right after the service, uh, please invite people to come. Uh, we may say some things just while we're eating about America. And uh, so I hope you have a great Lord's Day. And uh, hope you're not going to go chainsaw some trees. Because I need to. All right, and pull the weeds in the garden. All right, Lord bless you. Remember tonight's service is at 6. And uh, hope we have a good day of rest. Amen. Amen. Meditate on the Word day and night. Amen. Father, we pray that you'd help us to remember all the old faithful believe this. All the great men and women of God lived in and stood for it. That's why they'd have dinner on the grounds, because they traveled so far. They couldn't go back home. They'd have two services in many cases. Help us to see it and to appreciate it and understand it and see the benefit. And we pray that thy word would be manifest and that we would see the blessings and it would be life-changing. As we go our separate ways, we pray that you protect us, provide for us, watch over us, and we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.